Hey, Todd, before we start, let's go get a refill on our coffee. Uh, sorry, dude. They're out. Wait, this is a coffee shop. Yeah, but they're out of coffee. That's not cool. You're listening to Braving Bad Bosses with Jeff DeWolf and Todd Chandler, where we discuss how to survive a bad boss and not be one. Imagine you've signed up to be a deckhand on a voyage across the sea. How romantic. Yeah, your, your job is to swab the deck of a massive ship along with a team of four other guys. All right? All right. All right, so you go out to sea. You're out there for a day or so. You get ready to swab the deck. And you find out there are only two mops for the five of you. Oh. Yeah. All right, so the problem with that course is that it's a massive ship's deck. Yeah. And you have a captain who's very particular yeah. and loves a clean deck. So there's a problem, right? Right. So you don't got the stuff, you need, the tools you need to do the job. And you're a day out at sea. There's no Home Depot where you can go buy another mop. Right. So that's really what it feels like, I think, when we are you know, in a job and we have a boss who is a resource-limiting boss. You sure. Know? This is a boss who omits like the basics, omits the necessary resources and the planning for the needs of the team um, to the detriment of the group. I think this can be one of the most frustrating things as a team member because, you know, it, 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 and just take this analogy a little bit step further is you think, hey, I signed up for this. I'm willing to do this. I want to do yeah. a good job. The boss has a great uh, expectation for me to be able to do it. I literally don't have the jobs to literally be able to, can't do it. Yeah. I don't have the tools I need to get the right. job done. Right. Why do you think this happens? I mean, wh- why does it? Why? Why? Was, why are some bosses so negligent that they just don't? You know, they don't prioritize this. I think part of it is not. It, it can be a lack of understanding of what it takes to get the job done. So, um, hmm. you know, okay. really understanding what it takes to be able to do that or to make it happen. So, me, you mean a boss who literally doesn't know what his own his or her team does? Yeah, I think that <laughs> could detail. Well, I think that could yeah, totally I be think it. You're and, probably and, right. and to think about it at a high level, like all yeah. I want is the deck swabbed in this particular situation, or you know, this is what mm-hmm. I need to be done. I also think there can be a, a mindset of the boss of like, hey, you can get it done without oh. that necessarily mm-hmm. tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, take things just a, a step simpler. I mean, I think about like, if if somebody needed me to move mulch from yeah. one section to another i could yeah. physically do that myself i could carry the bags of mulch, throw them over my shoulder yeah. and carry them one yeah. at a time across the way boy that gets a whole lot easier when i have a wheelbarrow um, yeah. and yeah. so being able to have that wheelbarrow to do it i'd make the argument that yeah. i need a wheelbarrow to be able to do this but i could see a boss making the argument saying you don't need a wheelbarrow yeah. just ne- throw it over your shoulder yeah. yeah you never had a wheelbarrow before right let's right. just go back to work right? right right yeah no that's a i love that analogy and i think that's going to help to kind of picture what it's like because if we unpack that i think we'll find that um there's more there's more to working in an environment than just having the basic bare minimum requirements right right i mean you can do it but there are going to be ramifications of that i think we can unpack that a little bit here yeah well because if you think about it in tiers i mean you kind of have the bare minimum you need to get the job done yeah you got you got two arms and a shoulder carry your mulch right and then there's the resources needed to make it most efficient yeah, uh, is yeah. probably the right way to say it. So there's the efficiency expectation about what you could do on it. Like, th- like having a wheel, wheelbarrow or two right. around for the people to use. Right, exactly. Okay. And then I think you can take it to the extreme and even mm-hmm. take it up to 
what I just would say like a luxury level. So sure. like you could have one of those four-wheeler carts with yeah. a pickup truck in the back that you could just kind of throw everything in, the, in there and then yeah. drive it on over. And if you wanted to keep going to the extreme, I mean, put air conditioning in it. And whoa, a cooler whoa, and, now you've gone too far. Man. Right. So there's some, yeah. there's some element where the boss has to decide what's the right allocation of resources right. Right. to the resources and the tools you need to be able to get it done. What's right. the return on investment look like? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, you know, I, I think I think you're right. I think, I, but I think I think there's some there's an argument to be made for that middle level. Yeah. You know, like um, go, going beyond just the bare minimum, because eventually, if 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 the if the approach is that you know we only we only pay for what we need. Right. And um, you know we've never used wheelbarrows before, and we've never had a problem. You know, I, th- I think there's something to be said for making the argument that um, you know something additional would would have would have the right results like you might we might be able to move five times the mulch eventually you know not replace someone who leaves so we can we can save money that way right um you know sure can people move mulch yeah but you know what kind of environment are you creating right you know you're not creating much of a of an enjoyable enjoyable experience job satisfaction is going to suffer over time so making a case for the the step up i think is is pretty wise well, I th- we kind of explored a little bit about why bosses may not necessarily get the right resources. Are there other reasons you can think of that would really kind of define why we're not in a position where we've got the re- where we have the resources we need for that middle level, that efficiency? Yeah, I think I think normally what I would say is that you know bosses who fail uh, to get the resources needed for for the team fall into two categories. One is that they just they just um, lack the planning ability. either they they make an excuse they're just too busy you know they don't have time for this or frankly they just don't even know how sure you know we see a lot of people get promoted to management they've never created a budget they don't even know so they're just sort of like and i fell into this i mean it's like okay what was the budget last year right okay is there any reason why we shouldn't just go ahead and turn in last year's budget right you know it's much easier way out than taking the time to go line item by line item yeah talk to people on the team gather everything together put it together hit all the timelines you know, so I think I think number one, bosses sometimes just don't know how to plan, or they just don't feel like it. Yeah. And the second reason I think is they just lack a they lack courage. Sure. And so you're asking me, what do I mean by that? What do you mean by that? Okay, so they lack courage <laughs> because they don't have the confidence to go and ask for what sure. is needed. Sure. And so you know they they put a budget together, maybe, and then when they go and they present it and they get pushback. Yeah, that's too much. You're not, you're, you know, cut your budget. You need to slash your budget. They don't have what they need to feel confident pushing back and arguing for what they need. Sure. So when you're on a team that doesn't have the resources it needs, what are some good strategies for you to either deal with a boss who hasn't planned well or boss who doesn't have the courage? Well, I think if you have a boss who says they're too busy or doesn't know how, you know, I, there's one. You well, know, let's just back up yeah. here for a second because yeah. no boss is going to say that. Is that what I said? Yes. So All if right. a boss says, so I'm too if busy. you have made the assessment that your boss is just not doing it, <laughs> right? Okay, for whatever reason, right? Um, you know, they said it with their eyes. I think not it's a with good their actual idea. words. You need to take ownership of your own budget needs. Yeah, and um, and and very very clearly spell out what it is you need to do your job. Make the case. Make the case. Start creating that. Take it forward. Make it as easy as possible for the boss to present those sure. those needs into the budget process. Um, if you want to take it one step further, 
you could be a hero and gather the rest of the team and, and create a little budget planning process that you then bring to the boss and sure. say, here's what the, here's what the team has, has calculated is needed from a headcount standpoint, resource standpoint, expense budget, whatever. Sure. So that's a, that's one piece of advice. Just don't be a victim. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you've, you've got it. I mean, it gets back to, you've got to have the personal courage to be able to fight for what it True. is that you Absolutely. need and to be able yeah. to push that and make it easy for the boss to be able to deal with. And I think, articulate and, and anytime you can demonstrate or make the case with a return on investment, Will yeah. Burrell's a good example on that to be able to say, here's the amount of time we could save. Here's how much more work yeah. we could get done. Uh, that certainly makes it much simpler uh, to be able to make that case. Yep. Sometimes you're still going to be dealing with a, and, and I guess if you can't get it done today, continue to fight for the future to be able to say, yeah. okay, so I understand mm-hmm. we don't have the money to spend on this right now mm-hmm. um, or the time to get this right now, but I don't want to be stuck in this situation six months from now, a year yeah. from now. Yeah. So how do we start laying in the groundwork so that we can get this for the long haul? Yeah. And I think for a boss, it's important to reverse do that when you don't have, when, when your team doesn't have the resources for the efficiency level that you can have a realistic mm. conversation about here's why, and here's why I need you to overcome that for right now. Mm-hmm. But here's what we're doing long term yeah. to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that assumes you do have a boss who has good intentions and cares about this stuff. Sure. And they come to you with a, a real logical, you know, that they're just the budget's tight everywhere. Yeah. You know, I made the case, but we all have to tighten our belts. But I haven't forgotten. Right. right? Let's just hope we have that kind of boss. Um, you know, one other thing that we, we need to make sure we do when we go to the boss and try to explain what we need maybe to even be efficient or to create a decent work environment yep. is we have to be willing to paint a bleak picture of the future. If the boss does nothing. Sure. And, and I think, you know, that, that there are bosses who are like, you know what, I'll deal with this next year, yep. but they need to, they need to see very clearly the dismal results that, that will occur if they, if they don't go to bat and get the resources needed. And I think you need, I think you paint that picture very clearly. Sure. You know, you don't make threats or anything, but, sure. but make them think, longer term about it documented in detail yeah you know let's use your example so we got a turnover problem yep. on the mulch team yep. <laughs> yeah right and i'm coming to you and and by the way it's getting harder and harder to fill yeah new mulch people yeah mulch carriers yeah i think is that a real job script? mulchologist mulchologist so it's very hard to find these people okay yep. it's a, we're in a tight labor market and, you know, the three mulch competitors, they have all invested in wheelbarrows. Yep. And e- a couple of them even have those little four-wheelers with the cart. Yeah. Right? So our competitors have done this. We're finding it hard to retain our people. Boss, here's what's going to happen next year. Yep. If, if we continue to, to have a manual mulch operation yep. with, no, with no equipment like this, um, we're going to lose at least three more guys. Yep. And we're not going to be able to replace them as easy as we need to. So... This is, the, this is the situation we're having. Then you back that up with your ROI to say, listen, a wheelbarrow costs $200. It costs $800 to recruit and hire, yeah. hire a new person. So if, if investing in this wheelbarrow will allow us to retain even one person next year, it pays for itself. Now, what can I do to help you go make that happen? Yeah, no, I think <laughs> Sorry, that's that a, I think quite I think, a long answer to no, it. No, but I think it's a fairly well-drawn-out case and a yeah. good example on how to make the case. Is it ever appropriate to, 
there's a fine line between sabotage and slowing down. But to, to, to take the mulch example. Did to you say sabotage? Text, I did. Oh. Uh, because because there's an element yeah. of saying, hey, this would make us much more efficient that way. Nope, sorry, just get her done by carrying the mulch across there. Right. Is it ever appropriate to say you could carry 12 bags an hour? You kind of slow things down to 10 bags an hour. Um, and uh, to, to be able to, to illustrate, to say, if you're not going to make the investment in what this is doing, I'm not willing to overcome that that much more. And mm. I, I, I really throw this out as a thought experiment. I can't, I can't see a reason that that would be acceptable to be able to do it. And I'm trying to find examples that would. But is there, are there natural consequences that play into that to say, I can't continue to do this at this pace? I think, I think, your, um, I think your word natural consequences is the answer. Like, I don't think you need to purposely slow down yeah. um, to, to send the message. I think if your facts are correct, you will slow down yeah. and the others will slow down as, as the exhaustion sets in during yeah. the busy times because there's no wheelbarrows to help yeah. carry these things. So, you know, I, I think it'll I think if it's truthful, it'll actually play itself out. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many I mean, have you carried mulch all day, by the way? I have. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Have you done it without a wheelbarrow? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. I've done it both ways. I've done it where the grass was so wet I couldn't push a wheelbarrow. It would, it would ruin the lawn. Yeah. One, one of those bags on a shoulder. Yeah. Tried to do two one time. That didn't go well. It, it's a, it's anyway, no, but I digress. So it just, this makes me think very fondly back to the days I spent working at Schnucks Quality Kitchens where I worked in the potato peeler machine. You where worked we would in take, the potato peeler machine? I didn't work in the machine, oh. but I was responsible for grabbing 50-pound bags of potatoes okay. and cutting them open and pouring them into this giant potato car wash that uh, <laughs> basically scrubbed the outside of the potatoes. And That's a long story we don't need to get into. Well, we had the resources to get her done, though, because we had a giant potato car wash. Yeah, how'd you like to wash that by hand? Oh. You didn't have to have that potato car wash. You no. realize that, right? It would have been nice to have somebody to lift those bags. Why couldn't you have just washed the potatoes by hand? Yeah, we could have. It what? would have taken a lot longer. We what? were making potato salad for hundreds of delis. Yeah, but what did they do before they had potato car washes, Todd? <laughs> they washed them by hand. Yeah. Now stop your whining and get back to work. <laughs> exactly. All right. I no, don't need those resources to be able to make that happen. Yeah. I think that that's I, a very good example. So though. I, I no, but I think thinking through this, it, if you're caught in this situation, you don't have the resources you need. It, there, it makes me always think of the meatloaf line of if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. I love meatloaf. <laughs> You know, the, that the ketchup singer, you put on the top? The singer, not the food. Jeff, stay with me here. It like gets crystallized. But um, Caramelized. always fighting the battle to get the resources you need yeah. to do the job yeah. efficiently yeah. and to stay on top of the decision makers to make sure that that can actually be done. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Oh, there's Hell's Bells. That means uh, we only have a couple of minutes left. The resource of time has dwindled down upon us. Why didn't you plan better for this? We knew this time was going to come. Totally lack of courage on my part. Oh, well. Anyway. All right. So what do we... we, Let's let's close this bad boy out. All right. So, A, it's important to have what we need to do our jobs. Two. Two. (laughs) (laughs) You should help your boss understand what it is to need to do their job. And I would say, C... Add in an element of... Roman numeral three. In Roman numeral three yeah. is to assess kind of how bad do I need it? How, how, is, this, is this a want 
yeah. to make my job better or a need to make my job better. Mm. And the case, obviously, for the need to do my job and that efficiency is certainly a lot stronger. Yeah. Um, and so then being able to make that case based upon that. And I think really assessing that. I loved and it, when you went into your long diatribe example of how to diatribe. do diatribe. Um, with your long overdrawn example wasn't of, overdrawn. Keep going. Was um, one of the things that you did really well That's was better. you showed high within that. So you yeah. said, "I'm not." You know, many of the other mulch places have yes. these four wheel drive. I think if you can say, "Here's the more expensive version of what I'm oh. asking for," and I'm only asking for this. I'm not even asking for this, boss. I'm yeah. just asking for wheelbarrows. Right. right. Now. I think I think having something that mm. they can say no to Ooh. makes the case that much stronger. I, I like. I kind of like. I kind of like where you're going with that. That's we call that sandbagging a little bit. But yeah. But I think it's. I think it's not. I think it's. I think it's logical. Yeah. You know, it's. Um, that could probably be a whole 10 minutes or so. So we won't go into all of that, but no, yes. but real quick, I, yeah. there's a case study of a, a copier company that built the ultimate copier and companies wouldn't buy it. And they mm. went back around and said, why not? And they said, the guys in finance won't let us buy the most expensive copier. Oh. So they said, no problem. They created a <laughs> basically fake, more expensive oh copier that they could then go in. And because they weren't buying the most expensive copier, then they it. could get it. And I think when you're doing the resources, it's fine to frame up your case around that to be able to That's give them really a more good. expensive model that they can say no to. Yeah, no, that's I love the, I love the idea. I, I can't believe we didn't talk about it earlier, but um, that's a great idea. Yeah. And then not, you know, not not pad not padding, but but asking for more with some good backup, right. though, right? Because right. the backup is still is still necessary. So it shows a reasonableness. So ask for five wheelbarrows, <laughs> and no, seriously, yeah. five would be perfect. There's five of us, right? We, five would be optimal, yeah. but if but if we, that means we get two or three. That's two or three that we can take turns using. Yeah. So I love that idea. I love that idea a lot. Well, and if you get a limiting resource boss that is just stingy and doesn't want to do what it takes, which we really didn't talk about, then it's time to start looking around for something else to do. Absolutely. So just remember that even if you work for a resource limiting boss, it could be worse. You could work for Todd. Or Jeff. <laughs>